0: All right, everybody, we are uh, about a minute early from taking off here, from launching uh, into our podcast, but again, I wanted to get in before our actual welcome uh, to welcome a new audience, a YouTube audience, as well as 1630, our Facebook Live. That's a great thing. But more more than that, I wanted to spend uh, this 30 seconds before we actually get started with the fact that we still... Last week, I opened up with a call to prayer, and we definitely need to stay in that call to prayer Uh, with the presidential debate coming up, the elections are coming up, uh, the polls are open, voting booths are open. uh, We really need to keep the future and the United States of America in prayer. Uh, This is a vital election Uh, I am not going to endorse one way or the other, but I am going to endorse this. Go vote. And then before you go vote, pray. And then when you do vote, vote Bible. That's the best thing is to use the Bible as a rule of thumb in your decisions on who to vote for. So again, I wanted to just start out with that. So uh, welcome to True North Podcast. Here's our opening and let's go. Welcome
1: to True North Podcast, where we search for True North. When you find directions, simple truths of God's word, you will find your way to blessing and favor. This podcast was brought to you by friends and supporters of Solid Rock Church in Irving, Texas. Now, let's join Pastor Schneider as we find a new direction and a new dimension in our relationship with
0: God. All right, everybody. Let's bring up a little music and uh, good things are happening. We're excited about the podcast tonight. Uh, Again, we are... Look live our 16:30 audience. And now we have a new. On- things are happening. Also, we want to give you our email address, pastor at srcdfw.com, pastor at srcdfw.com. Phone number to call if you'd like to get a hold of us for some reason, uh, questions or whatever, 214-519-9904. And of course, I want to encourage you to go to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash True North Podcast. And click to join and we'll get you approved and in to our Facebook group for discussions there so uh, again we've got a great time ahead of you or ahead of us and we are excited so tonight we're going to take a look at becoming a new person what exactly does that mean? We're going to also look at how, how can that happen? Not just becoming a new person. What does that mean? However, how does that happen? How do we become a new person permanently? You know, everyone, everyone wants to turn over a new leaf. In fact, a matter, we're not that terribly far away from January. January 1, everybody's looking forward to the uh, 2021, like this COVID thing going to magically disappear, uh, hope so, pray that it does. But you know, everybody does New Year's resolutions at the first. Uh, I, I think we know about that one. Most everybody wants to be a good person. Uh, some even want to uh, all have the knowledge that uh, that one person. I want that person's knowledge. I want that person's wisdom. And so, again, we're we're going to look at that tonight. And then, of course, here's another question that is really on all of our minds, and that is, can we get to heaven? Um, can we go there? Do do all good people go to heaven? That's another big question that kind of plagues us. Is do all do good people go to heaven, and then of course we're going to discover what God's word says about that. So tonight's going to be a great time together. We've got the next uh, actually fifty five minutes that we're going to take a look at and uh, cover these questions. Okay, Um, to question one, when we talk about uh, looking at everyone wants to turn over a new leaf, everybody wants to uh, handle this, and I I just want to make some change in my life. Research shows that that about 60% of us get so excited by the prospect that we take uh, the time to make a New Year's resolution. You know, sadly, only, are you ready for this? Now, this is stats. This is information. Only 8% of the people that make a a New Year's resolution actually follows through and achieves what they make that new resolution about and follow through with turning over a new leaf. So many people that would come to, uh, they would come and approve their lives if only they had more of this mysterious willpower. You know, we all know, you know, I got to have the willpower to lose this weight. I got to have the willpower to quit smoking or quit drinking. And, and, and sadly, sadly, it all kind of caves in on us and, and we don't have perhaps the willpower that it takes to stop, uh, the habit or lose the weight uh, of course, it really you know exercise regularly and quit drinking, and not only that, save for retirement. I, I want to stop procrastinating. Uh, I, I want to achieve all the uh, all sorts of very notable goals. But again, in 2011, a, refer, a, a thing that's all that I can find: 27 percent of the stressed in America survey respondents reported that the lack of willpower was the most significant barrier to them not achieving what they really wanted to achieve. Now, uh, for those of you that can see me on our Facebook audit, a, lot, uh, a camera, as well as our YouTube platform, uh, that is something that are you, and those of you that know me, know that I used to be a very large man. And, uh, you know, I've been on enough diets to know that willpower just doesn't work, folks. I'm sorry willpower just doesn't cut it. Uh, it goes for a little while, but there's something that's got to change. Now, an interesting story, uh, and I'm going to nutshell version for you, that I was I was uh, up in Missouri and got on a plane, and sitting next to me was a person that had a, cl- a business, a clinic, a hypnotist. She was a hypnotist. And so we got to talking. I told her my story and, you know, the weight loss and all of that. And then she said, well, what do you know about a hypnotist? And I teased and said, well, if you take out a pocket watch, I'm not going to uh, look at it. So she laughed. She goes, well, that's the TV version. Here's the point that I want to make. In our conversation, she said, in your weight loss, you did what people paid me money to do for them. And that is turn the emotional switch off attached to, in your case, food, bad food, and overeating. Uh, you just went in there and said, I'm done, and that's it. And so it was a matter of making up our mind. We're going to talk about that probably toward the, the end of the hour together. And so uh, we've got to realize that. Now let's talk about this heaven thing. You know we want to change, we want to be a good person we want to we want to uh turn over the new leaf, we want to make a new year's resolution and stick with it, but we really want to become good people i mean there's not too many people that I know that doesn't want to be a better person um and of course again when we're when we're at solid rock we uh we we i ask the i always make an illustration use it several times if uh If anybody in here want to go to hell, nobody raises their hand. Anybody here want to go to heaven, 100%, everybody wants to go to heaven. I looked that up. I did a little research to find out, you know, what does America feel? What does the people in our country actually feel about heaven? And I was a little bit amazed that only 65% of a recent survey of Americans believe heaven even exists. I'm like, what? You know, I mean, again, the question of who wants to go to heaven, everybody does, but only 65%. There's something else that I want to uh, share with you. And as far as some stats, some interesting uh, uh, stats that I want to point out is, you know, that we also know about the afterlife. Where do we go after we die? What happens when we die? And that's, That is something that can be uh, talked about forever. However, here's some things that, three questions that was asked in this survey. Heaven is a place where all people will ultimately be reunited with their loved ones. 60% of those polled or surveyed believe that. And then 26% uh, disagreed and 14% was not sure. The next thing is, is only those who trust in Jesus Christ alone as their Savior receives God's free gift of eternal salvation. Fifty-four percent said that is, they they believe that. Forty-six percent disagreed with that statement. Now, let me share that statement with you again. Only those who trust in Jesus Christ alone as their Savior receives God's free gift to et- or of eternal salvation, not eternal life, but eternal salvation. Uh, 54 said, yeah, I agree with that. 46 said, nah, uh-uh, and 0% was not sure. So again, it was a yes or no on that one. The third question I thought was interesting is, by the good deeds I do, I partly contribute uh, to earning my place in heaven. To the, the, by the good deeds I do, I partly contribute to earning my place in heaven. 52% said, yes, I agree with that statement. 35 said, no, nope, don't agree with that one. And then 13% wasn't sure. One more, and then we're going to get into some scripture and talk about the subject. Uh, this was, uh, and, and then, of course, we always talk about heaven, and, of course, the opposite of that is, is hell. And so hell, uh, here's the statement that, that was in the survey, hell is an eternal place of judgment where God sends all people who do not personally trust in Jesus Christ. Forty percent agreed with that statement. So, Wow. Um, I believe we got some real work to do here and uh, understanding the Bible. So who goes to heaven? Who goes to heaven? Now, of course, I want to be clear in this podcast tonight. Uh, I, I am not a judge. I do not judge people. Uh, sometimes people accuse me. Well, you're judging, you know, don't judge me. Well, that's that, that really, that statement, folks, is just somebody that's like, you know, I, I like what I do and I know it's not right. So don't criticize me. That's really what they're saying. So who goes to heaven and how do we get there? Then how can we become a better person in God's eyes? So that's the, that's the thread that we're going to follow through tonight's podcast. And I want to take you to a story. Uh, when we talk about this curiosity of heaven. Uh, you know, I want to go to heaven, and how do I get there? What do I need to do to get there? Can I really go to heaven? And it's found in John, the third chapter, and it's a story about a very wealthy, uh, actually politician <laughs> of, of all things, um, that came to Jesus in the night. Now, he came to Jesus in the night, Because he was wealthy and he was a politician. So, therefore, what he was very curious about, and I really, I personally believe that he was really hungry and sincere to know this information that he presented to Jesus. But because of who he was to the world, a politician and a wealthy man. Uh, Probably not the best political move to be seen with this Galilean, all right? Uh, In verse uh, 3, when when Nicodemus said, how can I uh, inherit eternal life? In verse 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, most assuredly, I say unto you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus then said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? So Nicodemus is missing the point here about uh, being born again. What what exactly are you talking about, Jesus? I mean, I don't understand. You said I've got to be born again to be able to see the kingdom of God, and so do I go back to my mother's womb? Well, I mean, that not that kind of uh, an impossibility? You're a grown man. I mean, how are you? Never mind. Uh, Jesus, in verse 4, said, uh, answered, or excuse me, in, in in verse 5, Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say unto you, unless one is born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Now, Jesus said, you got to be born of the water and of the Spirit, or he cannot enter the kingdom of God. For that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. The wind bloweth where it it wishes, uh, and you hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell where it comes from uh, and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. So the question was uh, always been asked, what must I do to make it to heaven? How do I get there? Well, Jesus just answered that question in the scripture when Nicodemus came and said, how can I enter uh, how can I inherit eternal life? Well, you've got to be born of the water and of the spirit. Or you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So, what you know for those of folks that are listening to this podcast right now, and of course, we'll be listening once it gets up on on uh, Google Podcasts and iTunes. You know, what exactly, I mean, born of the water and the Spirit. Well, again, let me just throw you into Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 uh, is the real answer when you read through that chapter, and I want you to read the whole chapter so that you can get the context of salvation. We've, we've got to be saved. How are we saved? You know, some people say, oh, you got to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you're good. No, you're not good. That's just the beginning, believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. The Philippian jailer that was getting ready to shove a knife in his chest because he's going to commit suicide because he was charged to keep Paul and those in prison. And if they Paul escaped, he's done. So when he woke up from a, from a doze, from a nap and found Paul and all the prisoners out walking around because an earthquake hit the jail, he pulled his sword out and was getting ready to take his own life. And Paul said, don't bring any harm to yourself. Just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved, you and your household. That's only the first step, folks. If you keep reading that chapter, the Philippian jailer was baptized and received the Spirit. So again, that takes us to Acts chapter two and verse thirty-eight at the birth of the church when Jesus, uh, uh, or when Peter preached Jesus Christ and him crucified. Again, the same question was asked again, men and brethren, what shall we do? Thirty-seven. That's that's really basically the same question that Nicodemus asked Jesus in the in the middle of the night. What have I got to do to inherit eternal life? And the answer that Jesus gave is really the same answer that Peter gave to those in Jerusalem that day when he said, verse 38, in answer to the question, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Verse 39, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. What what else do we need? There's the ticket. There's the the opening the door to walk through to start how can can I get to heaven? Yes, you can. And this is how you get there. All right? Now, here is the next step. Now that's just basically salvation. That that's heading us toward the door. That is that is what Nicodemus, where Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born of the water and of the Spirit. Water is baptism. Spirit is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. So when we think about this, think about this, folks. Listen, listen to what I'm telling you and think about what I'm saying. When we see this and understand this, it opens up a whole new world of being saved, you know, being born again. It's not just uh, uh, here we go. So many times when people talk about church, and I'm probably going to get some feedback on this one, when people talk about church and and becoming a Christian, they learn the principles of Christianity, But they're missing the step before that, and that's salvation. Yes, they believe that Jesus is our Lord and Savior, and I need to go to church regularly, and now I need to practice the concepts and the principles of the Bible. That's great. You know, that's good. Really, folks, and here we go, I'm going to hit you hard that is trying to lose weight. That is trying to quit smoking. That is quiet, trying to quit alcohol. We're trying to get rid of a sinful life by being, being a willpower to do that which is good. Folks, we need to understand something about our humanity. We don't have the ability to inherit eternal life just through us thinking positive or thinking the things of the Bible. We have to have salvation. We have to have that new birth experience. We must become born again to be able to be that new creature in Christ, as the Bible says in Corinthians, old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. So we're working tonight on a subject of becoming a new person. How's that happen? Can we get to heaven? How do we get there? And, And so again, this is really... I, I'm, I'm putting some good stuff down that I hope you're picking up uh, tonight in, in this podcast. And so in our in our series that fact that this Sunday's our last installment of our new direction, new dimension series, we've been pushing uh, toward a new direction in life to arrive in a new dimension. if you think you're happy by going to church, And living just living the principles that God teaches in through his word, and you don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and you haven't been water baptized in Jesus' name, oh friend, how much more are you going to experience when you experience that in addition to how you're living? Instead of willpower, it becomes his power. Did you hear what I said? Instead of willpower, trying to do good, become a better person, uh, to become a Christian, now it becomes his power to overcome sin, overcome habits, get rid of the smoke and the drink and the carousing, the club and and everything else. Because now it's not us; it's him in us that's helping us propel the direction toward heaven and be able to make it all the way in. All right. So in our in our series this past Sunday, we talked about the carrier of life. It it really was a message about uh, the blood and and how the blood of Jesus sanctifies, atones us. And uh, we we took we took what blood does for the human body. And I'm I'm not going to get into that, but I'm going to cut to the chase. And that is talk about uh, he, uh, Titus chapter three, verses five and six. Titus chapter three, verse five and six. The Bible says. Now listen really close because you know if you're getting your feather, feathers ruffled by what I've said so far, I'm getting ready to back it up by scripture right now. Okay, it's not about the actions that we do; it's about where our heart is and how surrendered are we. To God all right again we we're, we're missing those first couple of steps to become this better person over here and to know God and in, in, in a very intimate way and what Nicodemus or what Jesus told Nicodemus being born of the water and the spirit so Titus chapter 3 verses 5 and 6 not by works of righteousness which we have done okay what's that saying? Yeah, I mean, look, look, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm thrilled that you do good things. I'm thrilled that you're a good moral person, okay? I'm happy about that. However, it's not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us, watch this, through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit whom he poured out on us abundantly through Christ Jesus our savior. So Titus is telling us here tonight that it's not about how good things we do, good deeds. It's that's that's not that is not what it is about. It's it's according to his mercy he saved us and this is something that's very important. I need you to write it down. I need you to pick it up. I need you to meditate on it, dwell on it, chew on this through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. So let's let's take it another level down. We're talking about, we're talking about becoming a new person. We're talking about becoming a better person. We're talking about redoing ourselves. Um I know in the workforce somebody gets laid off, uh, their job ends, their career perhaps went overseas, they got to come back and turn turned in, in in that arena is reinvent yourself. So they've got a whatever career they had and disappeared now they've got to go back to college go back to a trade school and retrain themselves into a new career what are they doing they are regenerating themselves into something else in their career same thing applies in our in us in our walk with god in our spirit in our in our values is that we are washed washing of regeneration We need to be regenerated. We need to become a new person and renewing of the Holy Spirit, all right? (laughs) Oh, sorry. Sorry, folks. I knew that was coming. Anyway, here we go. (laughs) Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 13 and verse 14, here's something that's very, very important. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh. Now, again, this is reaching back into the Old Testament about the tabernacle plan, how that the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer, in other words, a cow, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh. Verse 14 comes up with a question. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself... Without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve a living God. All right, so again, we need to think about that verse of Scripture. If, if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean can do that much for the sanctifying of the flesh, how much more? How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, offer himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience? Folks, let me tell you something, folks. We, we need, especially in this 21st century, the, the day that we live in right now. Uh, I, in fact, I was just talking with somebody uh, night before last, Tuesday night, how that the generation that our parents grew up in, in comparison to now, what is, is an absolute cakewalk. I mean, it's it was complicated then, but when you compare it to what we're walking through right now, it was a cakewalk. And so we have to realize something that, you know, back in the day, you know, a good a good recharging of the spirit a good praying through fixed a lot of things and prayer still works today prayer does change things but today's world it's so complicated that we kind of maybe need to talk some things through and so again it will we need a cleansing of our conscience you know, that subconscious mind though, where all the baggage is kept. We've gone through so much as a human being. We have gone through so much as a person that we need a cleansing of our conscience. So as human beings, to, to get a hold of what we're wanting to do, and that is to become a new person to reinvent ourselves to to become a good person and now i'm going to enter this word a godly person we we require a rebuild you know in in it terms it's called nuke and repave if a computer's brought in and it's acting up and there's all kinds of, of viruses and all kinds of issues and and things are going on the it tech does what they call nuke the hard drive. In other words, they strip everything off and then they reload all of the programs as like it's a brand new computer, nuke and repave. All right, we'll be right back.
2: Cruise Agency has the thing for you, an adventure. What better way to resolve cabin fever than getting away on a fantastic ocean liner? Relaxing, enjoying beautiful nights on the ocean, and seeing the world. Summer is gone, and fall has arrived. Now is the time to plan your next getaway vacation. You can schedule a cruise, or you can travel America. Seeing things, and places you have never seen before. Where do you want to travel? Contact Getaway Cruise, and we will begin looking for your next great adventure, away from home. The cruise lines, are preparing their adventure ships for you. The adventure trains are ready to roll down the tracks into the Grand Canyon. The river boats are ready to cruise up and down the Mississippi River to towns you have never seen. Yes, in America there are towns and cities waiting for you to arrive. They are cleaning, sanitizing, painting everything so that your adventure can be safe, memorable, and stress-free. You will not have to worry about a thing. We have got your back. Get ready to sail in 2021. Royal Caribbean is offering 60% off of the second passenger, and the kids 12 and under can sail for free. Contact us at getawaywithjcy at gmail.com today for more information. Let's talk about getting away. At Getaway Cruise Agency, we are here to give you the most memorable vacation you could ever imagine. And remember at Getaway Cruise Agency, we can get you to where you wanna go and to places you never have thought of before. Again, please contact us at getawaywithjcy at gmail.com or go to www.getawaycruiseagency.com. Thank you.
0: If I listen to that that spot one more time, I'm going to have to get on a boat. I love that commercial. Anyway, all right, Gateway Cruise, or Getaway Cruise, excuse me, Getaway Cruise Travel Agency, go see our friends there, and they will uh, get you connected. All right, so let's get back into our thought now. Without the shedding of blood, the Bible tells us, there there's no remission of sins. There is no life. Without blood, uh, naturally, if you if you bleed out, it doesn't matter how great your heart is. It doesn't matter how good of shape your heart is. If you bleed out, you're done. It doesn't matter how good your brain is. It doesn't matter how clean your blood vessels are. If there is no blood. If you bleed out, you're done. So without blood, there's no life. And so therefore, spiritually speaking, and and everything about us walking in a spirit as a Christian, we've got to understand that we have to have the blood of Christ applied to our life in repentance so that we can get the forgiveness of sin. Now, uh, John chapter 10 and verse 10 says that he has come to give us life and life more abundantly. So we, we really need to grab a hold of what we're talking about in, in becoming becoming a new person, becoming a better person is not just you know a little bit of willpower and let's set some goals. We set some goals and we apply the power of the Spirit to it. So it's not self or it's not willpower, it's his power that's going to take us through that. Um, and again, I, I brought out a point Sunday about the life support systems can keep us alive physically. You know, they pump the heart for us or they, 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 they breathe. When I came out of open heart surgery, they had me on a, on a ventilator that was breathing for me until I came out long enough out of surgery and I was breathing on my own and off it went and there it goes and sometimes when somebody is sick they need a blood transfusion because transf blood brings life and sometimes in our in our our spiritual side in our moral side we need a blood transfusion we need the blood of Christ applied to our lives so again there's uh, our scripture that we just shared with you talks about how that it refers that we cannot get spiritual life from the blood of an animal, a bull or, or a goat uh, or, or the ashes of a heifer. You know, if, if physically, uh, I, now I'm, I am no doctor, but physically, if, if I need a blood transfusion, uh, I might not make it. I'm definitely going to have problems if they put a pint of cow's blood in my body. Or pig's blood in my body. I know for a fact that if I'm, if I'm O positive and they put uh, something other than O positive blood, human blood in me, it's going to cause problems because it's the wrong type of blood. So folks you we really need the right blood transfusion in our lives. We need the blood of Jesus Christ that he shed on Calvary for to us to regenerate us, to wash us and to make us what we really need to be and hopefully want to be. It's the shedding of the blood. Now there's something in there that 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 the word is atonement, okay? What does the Bible say about the blood or atonement, that this was done uh, to atone us? And and what does atonement mean? Basically, atonement means is to grab someone that is sinful and bring them to a righteous point. That's God, uh, you know, it's the reconciliation. It's, It's us reconciling with God of our past and putting our past behind it. And so especially as accomplished through the life, the suffering, and the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So in the New Testament, there, I found this very, very interesting. In the New Testament, there are 290 references to the love of God. And we all know about love God. You know, everybody, you know, again, that kind of goes along with the same thing about who wants to go to heaven? Well, I want to go to heaven. How many you love God? Well, I love God. All right? And we all love to love God, and we all love the fact that God loves us, all right? But here's something really powerful. In the same chapters and verses that those 290 references to the love of God exist, there are 1,300 verses referencing the atonement, our atonement. Our reconciliation back to Christ. Atonement again refers to the need of reconciliation between our sinful nature and a holy God. okay Again we go back to Psalms when David said in my you know my mother uh, conceived me in sin. nobody teaches us how to lie. nobody has to teach us how to steal. nobody has to tell us uh, you know we don't do a webinar on how to cheat. We know how to do it. It's natural for us because that is what we are born like. Now, there are good moral people, but there's still something missing. Maybe I'm talking to you tonight in our audience that that good moral person, it's just not quite enough, all right? Now, let's dive a little bit back into how we're going to become that good person, that new person, how are we going to make it to heaven, and how are we going to make the changes and they stay, okay? Uh, let's, Let's go to Acts chapter 20 and verse 28. Acts chapter 20 and verse 28. Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you, overseers to shepherd the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. So therefore, you're bought, not in a bad way, definitely not in a political way, but your purchase, your spirit, your soul has been purchased by a savior who went to the cross that we are now able to go into the presence of God and there exist Romans chapter uh, 5 and verse number 9 the bible says much more then having now been justified by his blood we shall be saved from wrath through him Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7 in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace Grace and mercy, folks, grace and mercy. We need to grab a hold of that because, you know, we are human. And, you know, once let's say we take those first three steps, faith, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, repentance, baptism, four steps, and the and the infilling of the Holy Spirit, and we're we all right, man, I got rid of all my sin and I feel so good. But then, you know, a little ways down the road, we mess up. You know, we get weak and, and we, 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 uh, we have a failure. We, we, we do something stupid, all right? So, again, we don't want to leave this life. It feels too good and I'm making some really great changes. Grace and mercy comes in and tells us it's going to be all right. We got to come back to God. We got to repent and say, okay, God, I made a mistake and I'm sorry and I'm going to do better. And, and when we do that, folks, we're going to overcome all those bad habits of sin in our life. I really like what I'm talking about here tonight because I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost in this podcast. All right, 1 John chapter 1, and verse 7, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So again, let me remind you, folks, that the blood of Jesus has cleansed us from all our sin. And this, these two next two verses are, are really one of my favorite out of the book of Revelation, chapter 7 and verse 14. And I said to him, Sir, you know, and he said to me, listen to this, this, this is my favorite, these are the ones who have come out of the great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Oh I love that. That's that's that to me that is total powerful victory. Amen. These are they who have come through come out of great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of Jesus. Revelation chapter 12 and verse number 11 and they uh, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not lo- love their lives to the death. Amen. All right, so now we've talked about so far the how how are we going to get there? How can we become a better person how? How are we going to make the change and the change stick? Uh, we're going to make that change, and as long as we purpose in our heart and mind, this is what I need to do, this is what I'm going to do, the power of the Holy Spirit within in us through salvation, and then learning now we're going to put the concepts of the word of God, the how to's, how to handle life and how to, how to handle this and, and marriage and, and all kinds of relationships and parenting. It's all in the Bible, ladies and gentlemen, how to parent, you know, people say, yeah oh, these kids didn't come with an owner's manual. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They, they sure did. It's called the Bible, you know, marriage, you know, is, is rough sometimes. Well, it came with an owner's manual as well. It's called the Bible. Everything that you need in life is found within the word of God. It is there. You got to study it, know it, read it. All right? So, now how do we become that better person in God's view? In the sight of God. How do we win the blessing and the favor of God? There there is there is something really important right here. Remember in the beginning of the podcast, I talked about my little uh, my little adventure there in Missouri and on the plane with the hypnotist and, and then I told him about my story and, and how she told me we you did what we uh, people, people pay us to do and that is to go in and shut the emotional switch off that's attached to to uh, I was going to say bad it is bad eating. Let's, let's just call it like it is, you know, the pizzas and the hamburgers and the French fries and the soda and by the gallons and all of that stuff. So I just shut it off. I'm done. I'm not going back anymore. Same thing applies when you start living for God and you start becoming a different person as a Christian, you got to shut the emotional attachment off to the world. It'll, it, it'll, it will not work unless you do this. Because if you still love the world and you love God, you can't serve two masters at one time. You're going to love the one and hate the other. I- I'm dropping some good stuff here. I hope you're picking it up. So if we're going to be successful in living for God and being that changed person, this is what's going to happen. You're going to have to shut the emotional switch off in your mind of the love of uh, the world, Okay? Now, let me let me dive into the human mind. You know that's that's not the gray matter sitting between your ears. That is the mechanics. That's what's going on inside the brain. All right, the human brain is arguably the most complex uh, organism that God has designed ever. Okay. And in fact, I, I brought this out to, to the solid, to solid rock. You know, scientists and medical people and all kinds of, you know, everybody involved in that has been able to make uh, uh, prosthesis of, of hands and arms and legs and, and, and feet. Uh, and, and they've done all that. They've even been able now to successfully pull off a face transplant. They're able to transplant your liver. They're able. In fact, they were able at one time. They created a a mechanical uh, heart called a Jarvik Seven. It didn't last that long, but they it did. They they kept a couple of people alive with a mechanical heart uh, put in their chest. But they have never, as as long as man's been alive, they have never been able to duplicate the process of the brain and the mind. They've never come up with a prosthesis of a mind. And so, again, it is a very complex. Did you know that the human brain is composed of approximately 78% water, uh, 10% lipids, 8% protein, 1% carbohydrates, 2% solvable organic, and 1% inorganic salt? Did you know that? I can't believe you didn't know that. All right, so from the time of birth, here's something about the brain of the mind. The time of birth, a baby's brain will grow three times in a course of one year. The brain generates twenty five watts of power while we're awake and that's enough to illuminate a light bulb. If you have a 25 watt light bulb in your house somewhere, look at that light bulb and the energy that's coming off or going into that light bulb is the same energy that your brain is producing while we're while we are awake. Amazingly, the left side of the brain controls the right side of the body and the right side of the brain controls the left side of the body. There are about 100 billion neurons in the human brain, just in the human brain, just in that little gray matter that you can hold in your hand, which equates to the same number, watch this, of the stars in the gal- in our galaxy. Wow. Think about that. The number of stars in our galaxy, galaxy is the number of neurons that's inside your brain. I thought it was pretty awesome. So again, in and that, no pun intended here. That that right there boggles your mind. But it is estimated. Also, it's estimated that the number of thoughts. Here we go. A person has on the average day is estimated to be seventy thousand. Seventy thousand thoughts on the average runs through your brain every day. God has designed us to think we got to think but our thoughts are not always the most god honoring thoughts on a day-to-day basis so how do we fix that what do we do here in in that process well let's again let's go back to the scripture cuz remember i told you that that the bible is the owner's manual for life as, as a whole parenting and relationships marriage uh, i mean everything uh, every money I mean, look into the book of Proverbs and it'll tell you how to manage your money. That's what the Bible has in it. So again, God gives us some direction in how to control our mind. Now, again, this is mingled with, this is a two-part thing. It's mingled with the power of God in us through the salvation process. And now we've got to look at the brain matter. We got the heart clean now let's get the brain, all right? Romans chapter 12 and verse 1 and verse number 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye uh, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, okay? That's what we're supposed to be doing, all right? We're supposed to be presenting our bodies, because the Bible says you're a temple of the Holy Ghost, so therefore, we are the house of of God in shoe leather. Verse number 2, here's here here it is. Now it says do and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect perfect will of God. So here we are and paul throughout the new testament when he was traveling and planting churches he talked about that we have to be renewed in the spirit of your mind yeah we you know we can't act like we used to act when we come to god that that kind of pretty much is a given you know even in our society today If we're going to say, I am a Christian, or we say, I am a spirit-filled Christian, our society is going to hold you accountable to that. They're going to say, okay, and when you put Christian on it, and especially when you put spirit-filled Christian on it, they're going to look at you at a higher standard. Why? Because that's what's expected. Romans 1, 12 and 1, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable, reasonable service. It's nothing extraordinary. It's nothing that's going to win a Pulitzer Prize. It's your reasonable service. So therefore, when you say, back to this, when you say that I am a spirit-filled Christian, I am a Holy Spirit, I've got God in my life, people are going to look at you and say, okay, Great. But if you do the things that they do, uh oh, there's a problem. So I think I think it's pretty much given we are all uh, in the same boat that we look at people not uh, here we go not judging them, but we know that a Christian's not supposed to act like somebody that's not a Christian. That's basic elementary. How do we do that? How do we how do we overcome that? I mean, you know, I've been smoking for forty years, or I've been cussing for however long, and so we've got that's a habit that we've got to change. It's just like it's just like anything else, folks. We got a habit to eat bad. We got a habit to do this. We got a habit to do that. And when we have to change the habits, when you want to lose weight, you have to change your eating habits. And you got to get up off your backside. You got to do some exercises. Change is required to be able to lose weight and become healthy. So, if we're going to do this heaven thing, and if we're going to become a new person, and if we want to change and become a better person, change is required. We cannot do what we've been doing because it's not working, folks. Even trying to live for God successfully, we've got to tune it up. We've got to realize, well, you know, what am I doing wrong here? That's where we dive back into the Word of God. So your thoughts is a deal breaker. Your thoughts is definitely a deal breaker. Your thoughts are going to make you or break you.
2: Hmm. Huh.
0: You know, I say this sometimes as as a little laugh to make people because I love to make people laugh. But have you, you know, I always say, have you ever been, have you ever asked somebody, how are you doing? and 30 minutes later you're sorry you ask. Because you've heard about every pain and every problem, and now you're starting to get depressed and your back's starting to hurt and and you're worried about the bills now. It's a mindset. That person is entrenched. In that negative mindset that everything's bad. I mean, the sun can be straight up noon, not a cloud in the sky, and it's a perfect 70 degrees, and somewhere in somebody's mind, it's a bad day. It's terrible weather. And so we've got to grab a hold of this mindset because, and Paul addresses it to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So not only can we cannot act like we used to act, we cannot think like we used to think. Proverbs, I believe it's 27, Proverbs 27, um, I think verse 7, I'm not quite sure, but it says, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So what we think is what we're eventually going to be feeling. Understand that. Grab a hold of that. I love you very, very much, and I want you to be successful. And so we've got to pay attention of thinking. It's not about opinion, folks. you got to lose that. Uh, I'm getting a little, a little straightforward here, and I've got four and a half minutes left in our podcast. We have got to grab a hold of the fact that you have got to lose your opinions well no, i don't think uh, no what god's word says it says and it doesn't matter if we agree to it obedience the bible says is better than sacrifice so it's not about how much we're going to give up it's how much we're going to line up with god's word all right so now god gives us not only direction on how to control our minds but now the Bible even tells us what to think on, what to dwell on in our minds. You know, folks, if you keep dwelling on something, you're going you're gonna to buy into it. What, whatever a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. In, we are products of our environment. So what we're told, what we hear, and then we chew it on it in our brain, that's what we start believing. It forms a belief system in us. That's how it all works all the time, no matter what level, if it's whether it is uh, God or the world or whether it's, it's uh, a business or, or whatever. We form belief systems by what we read, hear, think on, and develop in our minds. It becomes our heart. So here we go. I'm going to give you a couple of of versions here of Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 8. It is the formula. It is the uh, prescription of solid good thinking. If you're talking about uh, positive mental attitude, here it is right here in Philippians 4 and 8. New King James Version says, finally, brethren. Whatever is true, oh, somebody come, somebody say amen. Can, stop believing lies. Stop listening to the gossip. Stay off the stupid news. Whatsoever is true. Whatsoever is honorable. Honorable. A lot of people don't grab that. We've got to do things that are honorable and think on things that are honorable. Whatsoever is just, whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is uh, commendable. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worth praise, think about these things. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Now, let's go to the Amplified Version and read it there, which exactly what it does. It takes that verse of Scripture amplifies it. All right? Finally, bre- believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's uh, word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely, whatever brings peace, whatever is admirable, what uh, and and good repute if there is any excellence. If there is anything worth praise, think continually, think continually on these things. Center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. Thank you so much for being here with us at True North Podcast. I really appreciate you being here. Hope that it is a blessing. Good night and God bless you.
1: Thank Thank you you for for joining joining True North Podcast Podcast with Pastor Pastor Snyder. If you you have have any questions, please email him at pastor at srcdfw.com. Join us on our social media at facebook.com forward slash srcirving or facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash True North Podcast. You can always check out our website at srcdfw.com. We would love for you to be our guest at Salt Rock Church at 118 West Irving Boulevard, Irving, Texas in downtown Irving. Be blessed of God and we will see you next time right here
2: on True North Podcast.